Do you want a book that will inspire and challenge you? Evangelizing Catholic Culture, New Vision for the New Creation is that book. It's a call for spiritual renewal within the Catholic Church. There is an entire generation of people searching for authentic purpose in their lives who desire to serve the proclamation of the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ and live a rich life of personal holiness. This is an exciting challenge to those who desire to live a deep and rich Christian way of life. Written by Father David Tickerhoof, you are sure to be inspired. Sold on Amazon, in print, and Kindle. Get your copy today. Welcome to the Evangelizing Catholic Culture Podcast Show with your host, Father David Tickerhoof, T-O-R. Father David is a retired priest currently ministering in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania at Our Lady Queen of Peace House of Evangelization. You can find the show notes for each episode on the podcast website, evangelizingcatholicculturepodcast.com. The teachings in this podcast are the thoughts and prayers of Father Tickerhoof and are based upon his good standing in the Catholic Church. And now, here's your host, Father David. This is episode 24. You can find the show notes for today's episode at evangelizingcatholicculturepodcast.com. And now... Here's Father David. Good day to everyone. It's a beautiful day. The sun is shining. The day, this is the early spring. Great beauty is around us everywhere with flowers and greens and everything. I hope you're all doing well. Let me begin the days of darkness. About 40 years ago, in spiritual renewal circles, a call went forth by some proclaiming that a period of three days of darkness was coming soon. This darkness was to be so thick that people would not be able to see well what was in front of them. When this event happened, a period of enlightenment was also to occur, and this enlightenment was to be so profound that a person would see the sinfulness of their life in one moment. This experience would be a powerful call to repentance and conversion greater than one had ever experienced before. It was predicted that this was going to happen very soon. Individuals went out and purchased candles and food, expecting everyone to be sequestered for some time. The three days of darkness never happened. Recently, a few videos appeared on YouTube again predicting a coming event of tremendous enlightenment and drastic consequences of unfaithfulness to God and the way he wants humans to live. No doubt, surfacing because of the advent of the coronavirus and the ethical, moral, negative conditions of the whole human community, at least in part. How should we respond to this situation? I am sure individuals have many opinions about this, but I would simply like to express my opinion, and and it does not represent the opinions or policies of any of the communities or institutions to which I belong. The following are simply my beliefs about the matter at this time. 
I've realized that the human community would be stressfully and painfully dealing with the coronavirus pandemic and its effects for a long time to come. It is important to understand that this issue is a major matter among the whole human community. It's very life and existence before God and his plan and will for the future of all human beings is at stake. I did a quick survey of the major and a few minor prophets in the Old Testament. What happened when the Hebrew nation was unfaithful and rebellious to the covenant and promises that God gave to them because he loved them? When the Hebrew people were disobedient to the way of life he revealed and gave to the people, he would allow, for God does not directly will evil, he would allow other nations around them to punish and invade them. In other words, he permitted an extended time of severe purification on them. After many painful tribulations, the people would come to a clear understanding of how great their offenses were before God, and they would repent of their sins and their unfaithfulness and sincerely attempt to change. Then the Lord would pour out his abundant mercy upon them, and their situation would be changed in a magnificent manner. You may want to check out chapters 55 to 66 in the book of Isaiah. However, when I saw how consistent the Lord's plan of conversion was for the people he loved, I was taken back at what was happening in the wake of the coronavirus. A similar or identical conversion pattern seems to be happening to us within the whole human community. This virus may have been made in a test tube and probably was unintentionally released through experimental animals. Man's sinful ingenuity, apart from the Lord's revealed plan, plus a multitude of moral and ethical violations worldwide in the universal human community, may have placed us under a time of major purification greater than any three days of darkness. I think what happened in the past in reference to the three days of darkness, many innocently gave a literal interpretation to the three days. However, these types of revelations should be understood to be in a category of, quote, prophetic symbolism, unquote, similar to the book of Revelation. Even when presented by certain mystics or the mother of the Lord, the exception to this is when a great wonder of God, a miracle, takes place, such as the miracle of the sun during the apparitions of Fatima or other signs and wonders. These happenings and predictions are usually presented as prophecy. It is wise to appreciate and be aware that prophecy many times includes progressive or successive stages of fulfillment. So just a literal interpretation of a specific time or date may set us up for misguided predictions. Now, in the spirit of Fatima, we are invited by the glorified Lord Jesus 
to share in his atonement by a ministry of reparation. And Mary asked us to unite our sufferings and sacrifices with his own to atone for the sins of the world and the church. As we do, they become a powerful source of grace. Pope Benedict XVI said that, quote, the cross of Christ is the goal and guide of history. The cross both stands for and transforms human misery and suffering into the means of salvation. It is therefore a sign of hope. So what can appear on the outside during the pandemic as a desolate time can actually be a powerful opportunity spiritually. Ann Posick sent me that quote. In the years of 1961 to 65, three powerful happenings took place in the Catholic Church. The first was the creation and completion of the Second Vatican Council. The second was a profound spiritual renewal entitled the Charismatic Renewal and Other Associated Renewal Movements. And the third was a lengthy apparition of Mary, the mother of the Lord, in Garabandal, Spain. All three of these events were initiated by the Lord during the same time frame. In this, quote, show, I want to present the content of the messages presented to the visionaries, which relates to a series of prophetic messages. In summary, Mary proclaimed that a great chastisement would be coming on the world because the human community had abandoned faith in God and the ways he wants human beings to live. Quote, the cup is filling up, unquote. Pray for those who are unwilling or have not changed their sinful ways of life, or those who do not know him. The world must change much, or soon, or soon a great chastisement will come. She asked that individuals be holy, live good lives, pray often and do much penance, make many sacrifices, make visits to the Blessed Sacrament, ask for forgiveness, sacrifice more, and meditate on the passion of Christ and live the Paschal mystery, which is the death, resurrection, the, and the death, resurrection, the suffering of Jesus, his death and resurrection, and the experience of Pentecost plus the spiritual gifts. The time is short, and many clergy, she said, are on the path to perdition. The devil is working among many in the Catholic Church. Much change must take place. It is possible, then, is it possible, that what we are currently experiencing in the world and the Church is at least a part of the darkness and chastisement which Mary prophesied would take place. The Virgin's messages at Medjugorje are consistent with the previous two. My first visit was in 1988, before the commercialization started, at the apparition site. The apparitions had been moved from the church to a large room in the rectory. 
The crowd was pushing hard, and I was right on the front on the door, was pushing hard against me while I'm leaning against the door. As soon as the door opened, I went across the front of the room instead of moving to the back. From this position, I was standing 10 feet from the faces of the three visionaries who were kneeling quietly with heads bowed in prayer. At six o'clock on the button, their heads raised up and beautiful smiles appeared on their faces, recognizing someone for whom they had deep love and affection. Their lips began to move in prayer. At that moment, I became a believer. I had no doubt that I was seeing Mary. The message, pray, sacrifice, fast, and do penance. For sure, we need to come to a special period of enlightenment in this age at this time. The Lord sometimes uses a period of pain and suffering to give those he loves a, quote, new spiritual awakening, unquote. When this experience happens, it may inspire people to do sincere, full-hearted, spirit-filled, life-giving repentance and penance. This is necessary in order that righteousness may be restored. This means making the necessary changes in our lives, which will bring from the Lord a period of wonderful and abundant mercy. There surely is hope for wonderful things ahead. Let's hear from you. What do you think? May we pray. Dear Father, you have given the human community so many wonderful gifts and blessings, yet we have misused some of them in immoral and hurtful ways to others. Please forgive us and show us how to use your gifts for others in a merciful and compassionate way. Teach us to love the truth, which flows from your loving mercy and enlightenment and the commands that you have given us in revelation within the church. And give us the wisdom and courage to find ways to serve you and our brothers and sisters in all the world. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The opinions on this broadcast are those of Father Tickerhoof. Thanks so much for listening to this podcast, and please share this podcast with a friend. And to contact Father David, email him at frdavidjt at gmail.com. And be sure to leave Father a star rating on any podcast app. You can find more information about Father David on evangelizingcatholicculturepodcast.com.